0: public podcast over here um i'm nick this is christian i bet you know us by now um we're back again we're actually bringing on one of christian's buddies this time uh diving into the world of photography and videography in the concert industry uh christian's got you know more information to say about this guy um really cool really cool podcast today for you guys uh going forward on that you know i hope you like the past couple of weeks uh you know first week was 2020 vision diving into tiktok uh, we had Michael Waves diving into shows. And then last week we had Jay Wright diving into, uh, pretty much everything. Uh, you know, how to, how to grow your career, how to really, uh, you know, leverage your career, how to jump off the cliff and, you know, quit your job. Uh, you know, the guy works corporate and quit his job to work full time as an independent artist. Uh, crazy stories. Um, so we'll keep it up this week. Um, I will bring in Chris here. So now we got Chris and Christian on the same chat. Um, bring it in in.
1: All right. All right, so Chris, so obviously I know you from our experiences working in photo video uh, primarily within EDM. Um I I want to know kind of how you got started and uh you know the things that you did to insert yourself into that industry, especially considering that it's, you know, highly competitive.
2: Yeah, um so how I first started was I didn't it didn't it was kind of like by accident, I would say. I didn't really go into you know this whole industry thinking um with the mindset of oh like i'm gonna be in it um it kind of just started off as a hobby um i was going through a really rough time back then Uh, it was like three years ago and i i was like you know what i want to start fresh um i want to do something new with my life um i just want to try something new um because i was going through college at the same time and i didn't know what i wanted to do um i just I just felt like school wasn't really, um, you know, I wasn't an academic person, um, so I decided to go on Craigslist and I forced myself to buy a camera. Um, it was a two hundred and fifty dollar camera that I bought off of some really weird dude. Um, it was a Nikon D thirty, D thirty something. It was like it was like the starter, it was like the basic starter kit camera.
0: Totally and the D thirty two. That's what I have sitting in my room, and I'm not a photographer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah so I started with that camera um, so I just started taking a bunch of photos um just by myself because my friends back then they didn't they weren't really interested in it um so I said, You know what like I'm just gonna try this out and um, I actually took a introduction to photography class at a community college that I was going to at the time. I failed that class miserably, <laughs> and um you know what i just I just said, you know I kind of want to learn how to do this more without going to school for it um so that's where youtube came in and i just started you know watching tutorials and just started learning um, how to take photos um better and that's how it kind of all started and then at the same time um my friends they brought me to my first concert and it was the chain smokers at the catalyst club in santa cruz and this is when i believe their selfie song came out um so they weren't too big back then chain smokers but then i saw a photographer on stage and i was like wait what if i try that so um ever since that it kind of motivated me to hit up all the um, the venue owners um in the area but none of them really responded the only one that responded was um, the catalyst um, in santa cruz and at times i wouldn't be able to go on stage because i didn't have like you know immediate pass or anything so i'd have to shoot from the crowd and then from there, I slowly built up a portfolio. I was able to finally get like a stage pass and um, start shooting from um, the stage. And then from there, I was able to further grow my portfolio. And then I hit up a couple um, artists that were uh, playing Wobbleland. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Wobbleland yeah. in the Bay Area. Um, and that was my first big initial uh, show, I would say. Super intimidating because like I've never been on a stage that size, and I saw all these like lights and you know production. I was like, whoa, fuck, like this is crazy. Um, But I fell in love with it, and that's where I met a bunch of people. And at the same time, um, I emailed I emailed um, a DJ called his name is Ultron, and um, I actually have the email. It was from February fourteenth, two thousand and seventeen. And I pretty much just shot him a really cool email just said, Hey, I'm a Bay Area photographer interested in taking photos during your show on March 2nd. Um, if you, if you're interested in my portfolio, just let me know. And he actually got back to me and said, Yeah, I actually have a video guy. Um, but if you want to come out, take some photos, you know, just hang out, cool. And I said, All right. So I'll do it. Um, I didn't get paid. A lot of these gigs I wasn't getting paid for. Um, but I did it anyways just because I love doing it. And that's how I started building my uh, relationship with the Ultron. And um, that was back in February of 2017. And then fast forward to that same year in October, um, I was about to quit doing photos uh, like forever. I was about to sell my camera because I wasn't making any money at all. Um, And then what happened was I was at work one day. He called me. He said, hey, Chris, what are you doing uh, this Halloween? And I said, I'm about to sell all my gear because – I'm not making any money. He said, no, fuck that. Don't do that. I'm going to fly you out to Reno. You're going to do my first gig with me. And I said, wait, what happened to your video guys? Oh no, I, I fired him. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I guess, I guess I'll take on the opportunity. He was like, but on one condition, you have to learn how to do video. And I said, fuck. All right, I'll do it though. So super nerve wracking. But ever since then, um, you know, I've been with him. Um, shooting pretty exclusively with them but also shooting for other artists as well um, and yeah I've been learning on the go and with that I've been meeting various people in the industry such as Christian and a bunch of other friends and um, yeah <laughs> here I am today
1: yeah. That's awesome,
2: that's great so
1: I, I kind of want to dive a little bit more because a lot of photographers like us especially when they start, start coming up they don't know exactly how to go about it they don't know you know you know to send a cold email or whatever you know for me it like personally it took two or three months of shooting with a publication to realize that oh I could just email a manager right so what are some of the things that you know you did at the beginning I know you touched on it a little bit but like in terms of your you know cold emails things like that um how did you go about that uh, so, you know finding the emails to get in contact with the managers and then from there how did you develop the relationship with the artists? and specifically you know how did your relationship with the Ultron really start to take
2: shape? Right so about the cold emails um, I guess the biggest thing was going to the artist's uh, Facebook page because usually in their Facebook they'll have like the about info that they'll put like um, their website or um, the events that they're playing, their artist manage managers, um, and then with that they would have the the link to email their their managers, and that's how I sort of got in contact with them. I've lost track of I've lost track of how many emails I've sent out. Could have been like hundreds? Because <laughs> um, I remember for EDC and for a lot of these other festivals, I would I would send out an email to every single artist, and even though I knew that they had photographers and videographers, I would still do it anyways. Um, But, yeah, it's a trial and error, I suppose. Um, But I would just pretty much, you know, say, hi, my name is Chris Wong. Um, I'm a photographer. Um, And then I would just, you know, send my link and um, I would send my rate as well and hope for a reply.
1: Cool. And then on the relationship side, like, how is it that you were able to build such a that's are a deep relationship with the ultron to the point where you're pretty much his exclusive guy.
2: Yeah. So I guess for that, um, I sort of just, I mean, I did a lot of work, um, for free, I suppose. Um, so he didn't really like pay me or anything for a long time, but I just told him, Hey, like this is, this is what I want to do. Cause he asked me like, Hey, like what do you, what do you want to do with, you know, with your camera? And I said, well, this is what I want to do. I'm passionate about it. I love what I do. Um, and I didn't really ask for him to take me on. He sort of just um kind of like coached me through doing video because he knew that I didn't do video at all. But I guess he saw something in me and with that we were able to connect and grow together. Um and yeah.
1: Well and obviously him pushing you to do video worked out because you have some of the best videos, recap videos from shows and stuff that I've seen. Like Thank you, you know you're really good with all the transitions and, you know, really telling the story. But that leads me into, you know, talking about touring, right? So how were you able and obviously this kind of stems from your relationship with the Ultron, but, you know, what are some things about touring that you didn't know, you know, that, you know, what was it like for you as the artist, videographer and photographer? to travel with them to these different countries and you know see different parts of the world because of your camera
2: yeah um it's definitely very fun but at the same time it's it's everything i it's everything that i thought it would be but at the same time it's kind of not and what i mean by that is um over social media it's pretty much glorified where it's like oh like you know we're always on tour we're seeing cool shit we're always partying eating the best food like hanging out with girls or whatever right but that's true, but also at the same time, um, I would say ninety percent of me touring is basically traveling, thinking of ideas, even even when I'm on the plane. I'm always thinking of, hey, like how do I want to shoot this recap? How do I want to direct it how how do I want to um, implement like footage to tell a story?" And it's mostly just work, um, but a lot of the times it's just in the hotel room um, after the show, just you know gathering content and editing is obviously the biggest thing um and yeah and i
1: guess going off of that what what is your creative process um when you're trying to form one of these videos or you know form a photo set
2: yeah so as far as the the recap portion i try to make i'm i'm, I'm still developing like my whole um like way of doing things so i'm still very new to video um i'm only about like 2 years into video cuz i've done photos for a year previous to that. Um so I guess for recaps, I try to listen to the song first and then uh, whatever song he has coming out, of course. And then with that I'll try to make like a narrative if I can, um, depending on the type of content that I get. So sometimes I'll change the story because some things won't work out. And I think being a tour videographer that does a lot of after movies, you have to really learn to adapt to um, I would say anything. So for example, if, if your video idea doesn't work out, you still have to have like a plan B, a plan C. Um, so just shoot as much as you can, but at the same time, know, know what you want.
1: So I guess what you're saying is you, you go into it with a pretty general plan of what you want to do. Context. And then based on the content that you get during the show, you mold your story around that. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Nick, do you have anything at the moment? I have a few more, but I just want to see if you want to hop in.
0: I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm formulating questions. I'm trying to think of like, from like my experience. Well, like, I mean, I guess kind of one thing is not even like a question. It's kind of just a statement. Like when you, when, and Christian and you experience this too, like when you guys like enter that industry, like, I think it's so important for people to like calm their ego and be like, I will shoot this for free because I believe in my talent. And I believe that, you know, the value of this connection is going to take so much farther. Um, I mean, even me, like when I got in the show industry, half the stuff I did in the beginning was free. Um, but then when you're in there with the venue owners, and they're like, Oh, you know, I want to work with you. It's like, Okay, cool. You know, I just made that connection. And I think, you know, a lot of people like they're like, Oh, I spent $6,000 on a camera, way too early in my career. But you know, I need to get paid. And it's like. Well, you know, y- you create your own value um, and, you know, by working for free, you know, even your first couple of years and just getting that out, you know, you're going to make so many connections and, you know, that's cost of everything. Like, I always tell people, like, if you want a job, like, just go find someone, like, find a competitor and be like, I will work with you for free. And just, like, like call it, like, find a startup and be like, I will work with you for free. I guarantee you, they're not going to say no.
1: Um,
0: and, you know, that's the reality. Like, if you tell, like, when I was in the concert promotion world, so many people would mess with me and be like, I'll shoot your concert. I'll be like, do it for free. And then if they would do it for free and it was good, I'd be like, yeah, that's great. Um, but actually going off that, that's actually, that's further question the question. Um, Chris, you were not always in concert photography. Like, kind of like when you started out, you were just shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you notice was, like, the biggest difference between, like, becoming almost like a concert photographer because there's there's a, like I always noticed that when I'd hire photographers like I'd be like there is a huge difference between someone that's a photographer and someone that can shoot a concert um is there a huge difference in style and approach and settings and everything um you know what makes a concert photo good um you know what would you say was like your hardest part in like almost adjusting to that
2: um for me i would say the speed of it a lot of people they sort of um because especially let's say if you're like a landscape photographer or a portrait photographer, it's like you have all these chances to reposition your subject, you have all these chances to take it again because the landscape, the mountain's always gonna be there, you know. Um the shots always gonna be there. You have time to do all your settings. But in a concert setting, lighting is always changing, everything is always changing, um, it's just, so it's just it's very fast paced and you really just have to know exactly what you're doing. Um also you have to sort of like mind the mind the um the attendees, especially if they're drunk, they're spilling alcohol all over your camera. I've got my I've got some some threw up on my camera before, so that's just like super shitty you know. So I've been for like nuts.
1: Through. <laughs> That's nuts. Jeez.
2: So I would say it's definitely the speed of it, um and just um just knowing exactly what you want to do and how to do it.
0: Yeah. I've noticed that. I mean, when I when I would host concerts, sometimes like there'd be some concerts where like a photographer would bail, and we'd always bring we always bring the the d the d32, the d32. <laughs> um, and we just do a fisheye lens on it. We're like, all right, it's gonna give a bunch of light because it's a fisheye lens, and you would just hold it on the stage, like just take as many pictures as possible, take like three thousand pictures, and then we're just looking through it after. We're like, maybe ten of them came out good.
2: Yeah. Exactly. But you
0: took 3,000, you're like, all right, I got 10. that are solid for an Instagram
1: post. Um, and that's, that's another misconception, yeah. like, when I first got into it was, you know, I took all of these photos, and I was like, yes, you know, I'm about to have 200 amazing photos to add to my portfolio. And then it turns out, like, that's not the reality. The reality is that you typically get off about 20 to 50 good shots, depending on how long the set is and how long your day is with the artist. And I don't know about you, Chris, but for me, that was very off-putting because I'm very perfectionist when it comes to my work. So when I see, you know, 400 photos that are just complete crap compared to the 20 that I actually got that were good, you know, it's really disheartening. So I guess for you, how do you deal with not even just that, but any of the disheartening aspects of shooting music?
2: Um, Yeah, going off what you said, um, my ratio, I feel like it was a bit worse. Um, I definitely would go through like you know a couple hundred photos, um, I would say maybe even even a thousand at some at some concerts, depending on you know what show it is, <clears throat> and I would only keep about five six like definitely below twenty, um, so huge reflections in that too um, where was your question again?
1: <laughs> I guess it was like how do you deal with the disheartening aspects about shooting music, you know ranging from the photo the amount of photos to, you know, realizing that touring isn't all it's glammed up to be.
2: Yeah. Um I would definitely as far as the disheartening part, um, I just tend to it is discouraging because you see all these photos that are like super awesome over Instagram, you know, like and those those Instagram photographers or those these concert photographers, they've got like um, thousands of followers, hundreds of thousands of likes or whatever. But um, when it comes down to it, I'd say I like to focus on my own work and I like to see how much I've grown um, in the short amount of time that I've picked up a camera, that I've started using a camera. Um, Because if I think about it, I don't shoot too many shows compared to, I would say, most uh, photographers, uh, most concert photographers, I mean. Um, So the ability to see myself grow, is um, that makes me happy at the end of the day, so I'm not too worried. Um, yeah, I hope that answers the question.
1: Okay, yeah, that's great. Um, I kind of want to switch gears here a little bit, and I kind of want to focus this question more for the artists that might be watching this right now. And, you know, some of these guys, they probably don't know how to go about hiring a photographer. You know, a lot of these, you know, sure, they might have a friend that's a photographer or whatever, but when it gets down to the point where they're you know, <laughs> touring or they have shows in another state, some of these guys might not know what avenues to take in order to hire somebody to capture that show. So I guess on your end of things, what has your experience been in the artists hiring you? Like what was that process like?
2: Um, for me, are you talking about like other artists or just Yoltron, uh exclusively?
1: So I guess we kind of know how Yoltron hired you. I, I would say more for like other artists that you may have like sent an email to or if they reached out to you by chance
2: yeah um i've they've reached out to me several times before um uh, more more because I was like a local um they knew I was local to the bay area um but i would say um building a relationship with them is kind of i guess it was harder for me um personally because um I'm not too social i would say um but I feel like it was hard for me to build and establish a relationship with these artists because um, they were, I feel like they're the type of artists to have like a, sort of like a different photographer for for every city that they're touring in. So they'll put my name down in like a Google Drive or something, and they'll have like another photographer in that city that they'll, you know, put their name to the drive. So whenever they come back to the city, they'll hit this person up. Um, I felt like I was sort of on that roster maybe. Um, But also doing so, that was... I was able to make a little bit of money doing that because um, I would be able to charge a little bit more, which is good.
1: Awesome, that's great. Um, Let me think. So in terms of concert photography, I know that there's a lot of like really tiny aspects of it that I didn't really think about getting into it. So like, for example, COI, right? You know all these venues, oh, yeah. <laughs> venues, festivals. They need COI. So, you know, including COI, what are a couple of like minor details about it that you didn't really think about until it happened to you?
2: Um, definitely minor details. I would say, yeah, the insurance policy part. Um, I didn't realize um, it's. I want to say it's expensive, but um, definitely having that liability issue having your own insurance that kinda made me realize hey like this is getting serious now. Um this started off as a hobby but now like I have insurance for it so you know might as well just make it to a career, right? Um just start being more serious about it. But um other things that I didn't know let me think just from like touring or just from like
1: um, In general. It could be touring, it could be regular shots. Um or, yeah. hmm.
2: You think. Small things. I would say, oh, the sleepless nights. <laughs> I wasn't able to sleep for a majority of the time. Um that's like the biggest thing. I thought for some reason I thought starting this would be like, you know, super relaxing. I don't know why I thought that in the first place. I was oh this is gonna be such a chill job, like always having fun, you know, like editing, whatever, doing what I love to do. But the reality of it is, yo, like a lot of work it's a lot of re-editing it's a lot of um just being patient with yourself being patient with your artist um just uh you know sometimes you have to create work that you don't like but the artist does like um so that's also kind of a kind of a thing that bothers me sometimes but um at the end of the day it's like hey i am creating content i am helping um someone else build their brand and as well build mine so it works out
1: Right. And I guess that kind of all falls under the ego thing that we talked about earlier, you know, putting aside that ego Absolutely. For, the, for the artist's sake, because they're the one who hired you. So you have to understand that it's not just your photo. It's not just your video that's going out to the world. It's
2: really theirs. Yeah, it's theirs as well. Exactly. Definitely the ego um, side. I feel like a lot of, um, I feel like a lot of content creators in the industry. Um, I mean, it's okay to have like a, like a small ego but as long as you're not you know being a dick about things um just you know just do your own work and work hard and be nice to everyone and uh just help each other grow that's that's all I have to say for that
1: beautifully put Nick what do you got (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not in your wheelhouse
0: you know the industry so well, yeah, so much better than I do. In my Nikon D32 camera, um, <laughs> like I got a drone sitting in my room that I've literally never used. Um, so you know, there's that. Um, no, I don't know. Like I think, I think it like you hit on a lot of questions that I would have hit on. Like I think, I think this is cool. I mean, obviously this is new for me, um, but you know, this is kind of like exactly what I want this podcast to be. Um, you know, because, you know, in our soul, if we have everybody, you know, we need to kind of provide that free value to everybody, you know, there's probably going to be a photographer or videographer that's going to be watching this, and they're going to be at that point where they're like, I'm ready to throw out my camera, and hopefully they watch this, and they're like, alright, maybe I'll get another shot, um, because, like, yeah, I mean, you had a good point there, like, the thing that I always say is, like, the people that succeed in life are just the people that just Fail. like everyone fails and everyone's like down on themselves. It's just people that succeed are the person that just believed in it a little bit longer than the person that did it. Um and that's that's kind of that reality. And it's like, you know, just don't give up on it because if you really have a passion for it, it'll turn around. Um and yeah, you know, I see that I see that in everyone. I'm trying to think of like anyone that I know. Obviously my closest photographer and videographer friends are like you, Christian and then Kyle. Um so like, I'm trying to think of like what you guys would ask, but like I don't even know. Like it's so it's so out of my it's
1: so out of my league. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I hit I, I hit every single question that I had yeah. pre preloaded and with a couple more added to it. Yeah. Um, so generally, I mean, we're exactly at the point where we want to be in terms of opening it up to an open forum. So you know. Yeah. Chris, if you have anything that you want to talk about specifically that we didn't touch on um yeah. if you want to, you know, give the world your social media, your website information so people can come find you. You know, that's all up to you now. It's the open forum. Yeah. Um
2: I guess I kinda of have a question for you, Christian. Sure. Okay. Um yeah, there you, go. So you do some directing as well for like or music videos or, or what type of directing do you do?
1: Yeah, I mean I, I directed I didn't so I hired I technically I produced this doc uh uh Jesus, I do so much. Uh music video. Um I, I, I basically produced the music video uh probably about a month ago. I think it's actually coming out what is today, the seventeenth? Yeah, it comes out today. Um and ge- generally speaking I do uh like director of photography. I like to kind of stick more with the camera, but I do I have worked directing uh, you know, I do freelance freelance work and kind of with that I have to do all positions I have to produce I have to direct it I have to DP it I have to do everything so yeah I guess to answer your question yeah I do I do direct some stuff.
2: That's pretty cool I've, I've been trying to get into that field of um, directing more and definitely like the whole director of photography aspect of it because I do mm-hmm. want to transition to doing music videos um, and I have a friend that just had a new song come out today but I do want to help him create a video for it.
1: Okay um, So yeah, you Hit any- me up <laughs> yeah um I can I mean I have tons of tips I can give you if you if you, hit, if you hit me up after this you know I can if you know we can get on a phone call or we can just text about it it's up to you, but you know it's there's a lot that goes into it at the end of the day, but if you know you do it consistently and you kind of start learning kind of the behind the scene tools of the trade in terms of directing and producing and doing all that other stuff, like you'll be a really good video producer outside of like recap videos and things like Mm -hmm.
2: that sweet awesome man thank you
1: yeah of course like i said just hit me up afterwards and you know we can make it happen
2: yeah for sure um have you guys seen uh the recap videos that i've I've posted out i have i don't know about Matt. yeah
0: i i have not i've been been,
1: yeah
2: i have
0: have them in my text right now from christian (laughs)
2: um so since since christian has seen it um what's what's your critique on it what what can oh, you do to be better
1: <laughs> which one i don't know like I, I think the one that stands out the most to me is your edc vegas one from like last year or the year before yeah the yeah. last year,
2: 2019 i believe I,
1: I think it was the one where you shot the benches
2: yeah i think that was last year
1: because you were in a you, you hopped in a helicopter for that one right
2: yeah that was 2019
1: yeah so uh, you know I absolutely love that one.
2: Thank you, man.
1: Um, but off the top, I can't think of any critiques for you. <laughs> okay. If you wanna, if you if you want to, like, again, like, if you want to know, like, send me specific ones after this, and like, I'll send my critiques and my positives. And you know. yeah. I'm open, uh, and You can always. One. <laughs>